Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 187 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the New York Mets naming Buck Showalter to be their new manager. I think this is a really good hire. Showalter has long been a big league manager. He's managed 20 seasons, four with the New York Yankees, three with the Arizona Diamondbacks, four with the Texas Rangers, and nine with the Baltimore Orioles and has had nine winning seasons. Showalter is a three-time winner of the Manager of the Year Award in 1994 with the Yankees, 2004 with the Texas Rangers, and 2014 with the Baltimore Orioles. Showalter has been to the postseason five times in his career, including 1995 with the Yankees where he ended a 14-year playoff drought, 1999 where he won a hundred games with the Diamondbacks in only their second year of existence, and in in 2012 when he brought the Orioles to the postseason for the first time in 15 years. He's got the 24th most wins by a manager in baseball history ahead of Earl Weaver, Whitey Herzog, Billy Martin, and former Mets manager Davey Johnson. So yeah, he's someone who's accomplished quite a lot as a big league manager. Now there is one fair criticism against him in his over 20 years in the big leagues. He's never been to the World Series. The farthest he's gone is the championship series with Baltimore, losing to the eventual World Series winning Kansas City Royals in 2014. Also, he has the reputation of a guy whose teams get better once he leaves. Listen, he was fired from the Yankees in 1995, and guess what? The Yankees go on to win four World Series titles between 1996 and 2000. In 2000, he gets let go by the Diamondbacks, They go on to win the World Series in 2001. I'm not saying that those teams would not have eventually won the World Series if Buck Showalter had stayed with them, but the reality is he left those teams and other guys won those World Series with those teams. Joe Torre went on to manage a great dynasty with the New York Yankees. Yes, all of that talent was already on that roster when Buck was the manager, and maybe if Buck had stayed, they would have became a dynasty, but that was not the case. And then in 2001, Bob Brenly wins the World Series with the Diamondbacks instead of Buck Showalter, who two years prior won a hundred games with the franchise. Fair or not, I believe that there is this perception that Buck Showalter can only get your team to a certain point. And once you get to that point, you probably have to move on from him if you want to be a legitimate World Series contending base team. What does impress me about Buck Showalter is he's there when he joins these teams. They are not in good positions to win, and he turns them around. When he goes to the Yankees again, they are in one of the longest playoff droughts in the history of the franchise, and he gets them back to the postseason in Don Mattingly's final year with the team. They have that series against Ken Griffey Jr. and the Seattle Mariners, and they end up losing, and then they end up moving on from him, and the Yankees end up becoming a dynasty but Buck Showalter was a big part in turning that team around. And again, with the Diamondbacks, it was their second year ever, and they won 100 games. And then he goes to the Texas Rangers. Remember, he was managing the Texas Rangers when they traded Alex Rodriguez to the New York Yankees, and he turned that roster around and was able to win 89 games with a team that had to trade away its superstar player. And I'm a Red Sox fan, and when he got to the 
the Baltimore Orioles. I had zero respect for that organization, and he completely turned that team around. He turned J.J. Hardy into an all-star shortstop. He got the best years out of Manny Machado. Like, the Orioles never had really good starting pitching, yet he was able to get that team to the American League Championship Series. He's the perfect hire for a big league team that is trying to get back on track. Not a team that's a heavy favorite, not a team that's trying to win it all, a team that is not on the right track and needs to get back on track, and that's what the New York Mets are. They are a team that's not a player away from winning the World Series. Like it or not, these old school baseball lifers can still do very well in today's game. Tony La Russa with the White Sox and Dusty Baker with the Astros both managed their teams to the postseason and Dusty managed his team all the way to the World Series. They're good because they've been in every baseball situation imaginable. They're also not yes-men. They've managed in these eras where the manager was the most respected position in all of baseball. Now, that's not the case right now, but still, that's how they view the position. It seems like most teams are varying away from hiring these type of managers like they want to move on from the established guy like look at what the Cubs did the Cubs moved on from Joe Madden who won a World Series for the franchise and instead they wanted to hire David Ross a guy who had played for the team a guy who had never managed a major league baseball game before here's what I think I think if you hire someone with zero experience your baseball team better be loaded with all-stars because if it is you'll win a lot of games, but if it isn't, I think you're in some trouble. I think Buck Showalter, his experience can make up for some of the lack of talent on a baseball team. I think he can manage his way to winning games that maybe he shouldn't. I also want to talk about this. It seems like some people are upset that the Mets did not end up with Bob Melvin, who ended up going to San Diego as their manager. Melvin is the exact same kind of manager as Showalter. He's an excellent regular season manager but falls short in the postseason. He, like Showalter, is a free time manager of the year. I don't think of him as that much if at all better than Buck Showalter. When I think of Bob Melvin, I think his success is about the Oakland A's. Like, the Oakland A's have always been the same type of team. They're scrappy. They win a lot of regular season games, but when it comes down to postseason time, I don't think you want Bob Melvin as your manager, which is why I question the hiring by San Diego. San Diego is not like the New York Mets. There is some serious expectations for that team to be one of the very best in the National League. They've got so much young talent. They paid so much money for that roster. It's win now time for the San Diego Padres, which why going for a guy like Bob Melvin to me does not make a lot of sense because Bob Melvin, like Buck Showalter, can exceed expectations when there are no expectations. But when there are expectations, I don't think he's going to exceed that because their expectations are World Series or bust. And Bob Melvin is not, at this point, a World Series winning manager. Getting back to my point about how the Mets need a veteran manager, the Mets have had far better success recently with veteran managers than ones with no experience. They went to the World Series in 2000 with Bobby Valentine, who 
who by that point had already managed eight years in the big leagues with the Texas Rangers. They then went on to the World Series in 2015 with Terry Collins, who had managed both the Angels and Astros, and they've underachieved with rookie managers Mickey Calloway and Luis Rojas. In the case with Rojas, they had picked Carlos Beltran, but had to fire him due to his involvement in the Astros cheating scandal as a player. The Mets need a known commodity who's going to be consistent and reliable, and that's what Buck Showalter is. Are the Mets going to go to the World Series during Buck Showalter's tenure with the team? Probably not. In all likelihood, it's not going to end up happening. But I do think it's guaranteed that when Buck Showalter leaves the Mets, they will be in a better state than they are right now. Because again, Showalter brings something that the Mets desperately need, which is consistency. They've only made the postseason six times since winning the World Series in 1986, in 1988, 1999, 2000, 2006, 2015, 2016. That's six trips in 35 seasons, and in their entire 59 years of existence, the Mets have only made the playoffs nine times and have only made back-to-back postseason appearances twice in franchise history, 99 to 2000, 2015 to 2016. And to put that into perspective, the crosstown rival Yankees have made the postseason 23 times in that same time period, all after 1995. And since 2000, when the Mets and Yankees met in the World Series, the Mets have had eight managers, none lasting more than seven years, while at the same time, the Yankees have only had three different managers two lasted more than a decade each in Joe Torre and Joe Girardi. I mean, there is no logical reason why the Yankees have been far superior. Yes, a lot of people like to say, well, the Yankees spend way more money than the New York Mets. That's not always the case. The Mets have been out here spending for the last decade and a half from time to time. Remember, they signed Carlos Beltran to that massive contract. They brought in Carlos Delgado. They brought in Johan Santana. They have paid some big money to get some big-time talent, but they've never produced a great team. They've had some really good prospects from time to time. I mean, the Mets have historically had some really good rookies. Daryl Strawberry was a sensation right out of the gate. Dwight Gooden is one of the youngest Cy Young Award winners in baseball history. David Wright is the best defensive third baseman I've ever seen, yet it hasn't resulted in winning when it matters most. The Mets just never respond well when they're the heavy favorites. Again, the only time that they've won the World Series are in years where they were underdogs. 1969, when they beat that Baltimore Orioles team that was stacked, nobody expected the lonesome Mets to win the World Series, and they did. And they had Hall of Famers on their pitching staff with Tom Seaver. And then in 1986, they come back against the Boston Red Sox when no one saw it coming. The Mets are just not good at being the heavy favorites to do anything anything. The last decade for the Mets has been especially painful to watch because look at all the young pitching they've had on that roster. They've at one point had Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, and Matt Harvey all on the pitching staff at the exact same time. Look at those guys have all had tremendous success at one point or another, but they've never all been great at the same time. It seems like when it was Matt Harvey's time to shine, he was then back and then it was Jacob deGrom's time to shine. Noah Syndergaard had some massive strikeout
strikeout numbers, but he never put it together and became an elite starting pitcher. We all thought the Mets would dominate the next decade because of that pitching staff. Now most of that pitching staff is gone. Zach Wheeler is gone. He's on the Phillies. Matt Harvey is gone. He's a mess wherever he ends up going. Syndergaard's on the Angels, and knowing the Mets past, I wouldn't be surprised if Noah Syndergaard bounces back in a huge way. The only one left from that group is Jacob deGrom, and he's won, what, two Cy Youngs? Yet the team cannot score him any runs. The Mets historically just do not do good as a franchise when they are expected to make the postseason or be a World Series contending team. I mean, remember the mid-2000s? They had Johan Santana, they had Tom Glavin, they had David Wright, they had Carlos Beltran, they had Billy Wagner, they had Jose Reyes, yet they could never put it together. 2006 was the year for that team to win it all, and they fell short against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they never came close to repeating that success. That group never went to the postseason again. The difference between the Yankees and the Mets is the Mets have flashes of brilliance. Like, Michael Conforto is a great example of this. Michael Conforto, at some points during his tenure with the Mets, looked like one of the best players in all of baseball, but he never amounted to what he should have been while a member of the Mets. While the Yankees, they produce talent, and that remains consistently brilliant. Derek Jeter in the 90s, he was one of the best shortstops year in and year out. Jorge Posada, he was one of the best catchers year in and year out. And even today, the Yankees are better at producing talent that's more consistent. Aaron Judge, year in and year out, is who Aaron Judge is. The history of the Mets have these like players that have flashes of being the very best players in all of baseball for a brief moment. Yoenis Cespedes, he brought the Mets all the way to the World Series only to become just as inconsistent as the organization he's a part of. It's a maddening history if you really look at it that way. Daryl Strawberry was brilliant. Dwight Gooden was brilliant. But it's not like those guys became Hall of Fame players. They became inconsistent. That's what the Mets are lacking. Other than Tom Seaver, other than Mike Piazza, never had a long dominant run as a member of the New York Mets. Their players just don't have dominant long runs. Even my favorite Met of all time, David Wright, he became injured and he wasn't the same guy. They've never had that guy that they could count on to be the face of their organization. Maybe Pete Alonso is about to be that guy. I have my doubts. It doesn't seem like Francisco Lindor is going to be that guy after year one. They need consistency, and I think bringing in Buck Showalter is a step in the right direction of heading towards that way as an organization. The way I look at the Mets is this. It doesn't matter if you win the World Series. Nobody is expecting you to do that. It doesn't matter if you win the NL East. Nobody is expecting you to do that. If you do those things, it will be a pleasant surprise. Year in and year out, you just need to be a watchable product. And so many years, you are not that. You are not what people expect. Just be an entertaining product and compete year in and year out. Be an 85 to 90 win team year in and year out, and you will be a more pleasant product to watch. That is something the Mets need to be. What ends up happening is somebody who follows 
follows the Mets. It feels like year in and year out, there are these high expectations of this is the year the Mets are going to put it together. And then they have a miserable 75-77 to win team. And nobody wants to watch. Nobody's talking about the Mets in August. Make it so I want to watch you in August. Be an 85-90 to win team. Have a few surprises. Build towards something. That's what's exciting. Remember, the Mets used to build towards something. In 85, the Mets were really good. They were building towards something. It started in 84 when Dwight Gooden got there, when Daryl Strawberry got there. They were building towards being a very good team. That's what they need to do right now. They need to build towards being a very good team. They're not going to be able to skip a step right now because they're not there. They're not a Max Scherzer away from winning the World Series. Yes, adding Max Scherzer is a brilliant move, but I look at it like when they added Gary Carter. Right away, they weren't heavy favorites, but they became that. It is possible during Max Scherzer's time period here that you can go to a World Series or dare I say win one, but right now you should have realistic expectations. Just be a decent to good baseball team. Don't worry about that other stuff. Don't worry about all-star games. Don't worry about Cy Youngs. Don't worry about MVPs. Don't worry about going to the World Series. Worry about being a consistent team that people will want to watch and enjoy. Listen, the offseason is not over yet, but I think this has been a surprisingly really good offseason for the Mets. They've spent some money on some good players. I like what they've done. They've not overspent in my estimation. Max Scherzer is worth that money in my view. I like what they've done, and they've made the smart hire. Yes, it's not a sexy hire. Yes, the fan base is not going to get overwhelmed and overjoyed by Buck Showalter being the manager of the Mets, but this is the type of hire that shows me the Mets are at least realistic about where they are as an organization. They're not going to hire someone thinking they're going to win the World Series tomorrow. They are hiring someone to build something, and Buck Showalter is really good at building a team from the bottom up. That's what he does. He did it with the Yankees. He did it with the Diamondbacks. He did it with the Rangers, and he did an excellent job of it with the Baltimore Orioles. And I've probably said this in the past on this podcast. I usually don't love retread hires in sports. It's boring to see the same guy go from job to job, but I think this is a really good hire for the Mets to bring in someone like Buck Showalter because it shows me that they know where they're at as an organization. They need to build towards something. They're not there yet. Buck Showalter is someone you bring in to get you somewhere, and if he can't get you after that point, you bring in someone else so you can win a World Series. But where the Mets are is where Buck Showalter is as a manager. I think it's a perfect match made in heaven. And if you're the Mets, you're hoping history repeats itself like it did when Showalter left the Yankees and Diamondbacks. He left them in states where they could go on and win World Series, and in the Yankees' case, become a dynasty. That's something that the Mets should want to build for, and Buck Showalter has been there in the building processes of those teams. We really kind of underrate managers who are really good at rebuilding organizations who are not doing very well. It's easy to be the manager of the Yankees if they're spending $200 million and consistently making the postseason. At some point, I do think it's easy to manage a team like that. It's hard to be the manager of the Mets when fans have expectations and you don't have a very good product on the field. But if anyone's going to turn this team around, I think it's going to be Buck Showalter. My prediction is this. The New York Mets 
Mets will make the postseason in the first two years of Buck Showalter as their manager. They will be a far better team than they were in 2020 and 2021. And that's all you can ask for. The Mets need to get people excited and to think that they are building towards something. And that's what that hire signifies to me, that they are building towards something. And I think if you're a Mets fan, you should feel good about the future of this team. And that's something you haven't been able to say in quite a long time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>